Hello, my beautiful friends. My name is Bryn Wise, and you are listening to the Grace Mama Grace podcast. I am a mom who suffers from mom guilt, and I am working tirelessly to overcome it. It is my mission to help you remember that you are enough exactly the way you are. You are the mother your children need, and you are perfect as a mother just because you love your kids. Let's do this. All right, my gorgeous friends, we are here and you'll never guess who my second guest is. My mama. I am so excited to bring on my mom, you guys. Um, hello, this podcast is about mom guilt, right? And my mom, okay, I can already feel the emotions coming on. My mom is a rock star. Um, she, huh, how do I say this concisely without getting too crazy emotional? She is everything I hope to be in the world. She has raised four incredibly beautiful, successful women, and she is the best cheerleader to all four of us individually. Um, and collectively, she is the epitome of following your dreams. And I admire her. I love her. I am inspired like crazy by her. She, most people, you know, kind of fell apart this year with quarantine and COVID and all the things. She wrote her second book. You know, she's just, <laughs> she's one of those humans that just doesn't take no for an answer. She figures her shiz out. She doesn't let anything stop her. And she is willing to do the hard work to, to achieve the life of her dreams. And she has just been a force to be reckoned with in the world, in my life, in the lives of all of my sisters. And I am so excited <laughs> to have her on today. We are going to be chatting about Christmas and how to make this season a time of holly jolly joy and happiness and fulfillment instead of getting lost in the hustle and bustle and stress that sometimes Christmas can bring if you have the wrong focus. So my mama is in the top 2% of the world of all speakers. She has earned her CSP certification, which stands for certification speaker professional something fabulous something like that <laughs> i totally messed that up csp certified speaking professional i think yes is it actually is <laughs> there you go i make mistakes guys it's all good um yeah she has written two books she knows how to speak and so instead of like back and forth interview style i'm just gonna let my mama take it over and she is just gonna chat with us and we're just going to hear all of the fabulous tips and tricks that she has for us when it comes to celebrating and enjoying your holidays. So Mama Lama, take it away. Yay! Oh, Bryn, I am so honored that uh, to be a guest on your beautiful podcast. And I'm going to start with the, your your send-off um, at each of your episodes um, as we talk about um, tidings of comfort and joy for mom to have a holly jolly Christmas. Cause we all know if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Right. Um, 
you say at the end of each of your episodes, remember your biggest contribution might not be something you do, but someone you raise. And I am just, I have to, I could not start this podcast without um, recognizing the, the beautiful human that you are and how grateful I am for you. And I, I hope that um, everyone within the sound of Bryn's voice, within the sound of my voice, um, really truly takes to heart um, her whole message which um, I'm going to phrase slightly differently. This is a quote from my very good friend, Beverly Whipple, who I interviewed for my first book, Burn the Hamster Wheel, which is about stress management strategies for real estate professionals. Um, she said, and I quote, to the hilt with mommy guilt. I feel like that probably needs to be on a shirt and like cross-stitched on things, except I'm not telling you to cross-stitch on things if you don't like cross-stitching on things because we're not going to do anything that we don't love to do, right? We're trying to find things that bring us more joy. And Bryn is not off the hook because I do want this to be more of a conversation um, because she grew up um, um, with me as her mom. So I feel like you're going to get uh, the benefit of both of us today. All right, and I know that Bryn has talked to you about this. I wanna say in episode six, uh, grace with your mornings, but number one, so I've got 11 ideas of things to do. I think too often in life, we spend so much time, energy and effort thinking about what we don't want. I wanna spend more time thinking about and creating what we do want. So we're gonna start with what we do want. Number one, create a plan. Create a plan, both with your time your time is your most valuable, non-recurring, non-renewable resource. Um, and it's even more valuable than your money. You could decide to invest in donkey poop and you spend $1,000 investing in donkey poop because somebody tells you it's going to be the next billion dollar fertilizer idea and come to find out that's been tried and it doesn't really work in growing vegetables very well. You could go out and do something to recreate that $1,000. You cannot recreate or regenerate your time. And Bryn has talked to you about Magic Mornings. I cannot speak highly enough of Hal Elrod's book, The Miracle Morning. Um, I know it's changed her life and it has changed mine, but I will be very candid with you and tell you, I, unlike my beautiful child, do not get up at four in the morning to go walk. I get up at four in the morning if it is going to involve a Disney property or a flight that I need to catch to go somewhere fabulous to go serve one of my clients or to see uh, one of my beautiful grandchildren. Um, other than that, hard pass. Four o'clock in the morning is sleep time for me. So, but you need to figure out your own miracle morning and the object of the game, listen to her episode six, first of all. Second of all, Create your miracle morning. This is your space, your time. When you get to put your own oxygen mask on first, you cannot give to your family from an empty well. And so you've got to find ways that fuel your well first thing in the morning, no matter what that looks like. Today, for a lot of people, that we're recording this the day after Thanksgiving. Today, for a lot of people, filling their well looks like eating pumpkin pie for breakfast. This is a zero judgment zone. Whatever you do, do you, but create a plan around it. I had a um, crazy for breakfast today. Crumble. What's that? What did I you eat for breakfast today? 
a crumble cookie. <laughs> a crumble cookie. See, there you go. So just do it with intention and do it with joy um, and get rid of the guilt. If you decide I want to eat this crumble cookie for breakfast, relish every single savory, delicious, delectable bite. Don't shove it down, wash it down with a glass of milk and then get on the treadmill for six hours and hate your life for every second because you did it. Do Amen. things intentionally, strategically because you want to and then love it and savor it. Um, and so also creating a plan um, with your time um, for your holidays. Now is the time you've got a couple of days. You've got this weekend. Um, stop the feverish shopping saw an article or a, a news article this morning about people who for the last, uh, what, 70, 70 hours have been sleeping in sleeping bags in chairs in front of Best Buy and other retailers, giving up their Thanksgiving so that they could buy the brand new PS5. And then they're interviewed by the news um, six hours before those stores opened at seven o'clock this morning to find out that all the PS5s are gone. Okay, don't sacrifice your valuable time for stupid shiz. So yeah, I know Bryn uses the word shiz uh, on this podcast and ish, um, which I was educated last night as to what that is. <laughs> yes. Ish is another word for shiz. Uh, yes, don't, don't sacrifice your valuable, precious time on stupid stuff. So that is not going to bring you long-term joy. Think of your time as an investment. Where are you going to use it the most wisely? So while you've got a couple of days to sit down quietly, hopefully find even an hour to figure out who needs us this holiday season. Where do we need to be? Um, is that And this season, 2020, totally different ball game. We may find ourselves in a situation where we don't have the demands on our time that we have in the past mm -hmm. with church parties and neighborhood get togethers and, and um, each spouse who both work have their own holiday parties and like all the craziness, we may find ourselves in a situation this year beautifully with more downtime, more space to breathe and just create the holiday season that we want. We may find that we actually like this, you know, aspects of this um, going forward in terms of just not getting on a hamster wheel and running ourselves ragged and crazy during the holiday season. So plan your time, who needs you and where, and create then pockets of time for yourself and your family to create beautiful, memorable traditions for them. We're going to talk more about traditions in a minute. The other thing is to create a plan for your money. One of the things that I love to do um, from the time that we got um, our first PC when Bryn was about six months old was to go into the equivalent of Word and to create a plan. Well, I love creating plans. I got that from my dad who was a petroleum engineer. And when I plan, I get to enjoy it twice. I get to savor the, what I want to intentionally pr provide for that person, buy for that person or make for that person. Bryn's husband, Blake is beautifully imaginative and creates magical things. Mm -hmm. um, and so don't overlook your ability to create your own beautiful Christmas gifts, which potentially may be long, more long lasting and more meaningful for people. 
because your money is a valuable resource. And I think one of the biggest sources of stress for me as a mom growing up was wanting to provide amazing, fabulous, magical moments of surprise and delight for my children when they were growing up and feeling like I wanted to spend more creating those moments than my budget would allow. And so Bryn, being our second oldest child, remembers and has talked about lean years where her dad was in graduate school and we didn't have a lot of extra money. And this was before I figured out how to, how to harness the power of my voice. Uh, and it was before I started speaking. Um, if I had figured that out a lot earlier, things would have potentially been a lot different financially. But in the words, immortal words of my beautiful friend, Patty, shed your shoulds and shine. Just, I, I can't go back and recreate the past. I can't go put back money in my account that I should have spent, wanted to spend, spent and shouldn't have. We're just getting rid of all of it. We're gonna shed our shoulds and shine. I just think that is so beautiful. And I love my, my friend, my beautiful friend, Patty has created an entire business and an entire retreat model about that. Maybe she'd be a great podcast guest for Bryn cause that is just so important for all of us to remember. Please don't spend more money on your children creating those magical moments um, or anybody in your family than your budget will afford. And so sit down now, look at what your resources are um, and what you can appropriately spend, making sure that you side money for the house payment or your rent and food and the light bill, because nothing will cause you more stress than the fact that you, yeah, you got that PS5 and, and you know that your, your spouse or your, your children will be so excited about that, but where's the money for food going to come from? That is not tidings of joy. That is not a holly jolly Christmas. So we've got to create a strategic plan around our time, around our money. And I will also add um, around your energy. Your energy is a finite resource and you've got to fill it continually, daily, in order to be able to keep giving so that your children remember a beautiful, happy, happy mommy, because that's what we're here to to learn. Um, so and talking about the, the spreadsheet, um, it was just a word doc. It was a very simple table that I created when Bryn was a baby of each family member and what I got them. And the beauty of that is A, I got to plan. B, I didn't forget anybody because we've all had that horrible moment when we go to a like a family gift exchange. You're like, oh my gosh. You're like rummaging through your closet trying to find something you can throw in a gift bag because you forgot somebody. Um, maybe strategically buying a couple of extra Amazon gift cards that you can keep on hand in case something crazy happens or, or you will talk about those magical $25 Amazon gift cards a little bit later when it comes to service, but just having a little backup plan, I mean, especially if it comes to buying an extra uh, gift for somebody that, that needs it at the last minute is a, is a good way to create air around your holiday planning. The, another thing I love about it is looking at it the year, the next year and seeing what I got the person and reliving that joy or reliving the fact that that wasn't a great idea. Um, I, I remember Bryn's fifth Christmas 
um, Bryn's fifth Christmas, I decided it was time for her to get her first American Girl doll. And I've been waiting for this moment since the oh, I found out she was a girl. Ashley has, or Bryn has an older sister, Ashley. Um, and American Girl dolls were our total jam. And I, I bought Bryn the Samantha doll. And I was so excited to give it to her for Christmas. And I got her the nightgown and her matching nightgown. And after she opened all of her gifts, she looked at me, I mean, remember Bryn's five at this point, right? She says to me, but where are the Barbies? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I know, right? And so don't, don't superimpose what you want people to have over what they want. And that comes from communicating. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Number two is slow down. This year, whether we like it or not, we have been forced to slow down. And so use this time to create beautiful, magical moments with your family members, whether it's um, in creating new traditions, which we'll talk about in just a second, whether it's in personal refueling time in prayer, in scripture, in creating magical moments around connecting yourself, your, your significant other, and your children with the Savior, remembering the reason for the season. And you, you go back to the day he was born, there wasn't a lot of pomp and circumstance and craziness around his birth. It was the exact opposite. I think the closer we get to the beautiful simplicity of and the majesty uh, that comes with slowing down and celebrating that silent night, um, the more fueled we will be with our physically, uh, physical health, our emotional health, our spiritual health. And again, the more abundance we have within ourselves, the better we're going to be able to give it to our children and significant others. So just remembering to create calm. Um, all is calm, all is bright when we take the time to slow down. Number three is stick to your healthy habits. So making sure that as you, um, as you get crazy busy, you don't, it, don't get crazy busy. You get to intentionally create the, the holiday season that you want. Knowing, like we talked about earlier, you can't get this particular year back. Um, and I look now, I remember when I was 12 years old and I remember a huge rite of passage in our church was for when you, when a young woman had her 12th birthday, when a young man had his 12th birthday, you graduated from primary um, into young women's, young men's respectively. And I was so excited to be in young women's and not be a little girl anymore. I was, I was in young women's and I was 12 years old and I went to my first big event and they talked, they played this song. It's really old showing my age here for half a second. It, it's called turn around. It's a really old song and it's, I don't know if you've ever heard it. Um, it's, it's about um, turn around. Basically turn if you turn around as a child, you'll be a young woman. And if you turn around as a young woman, you'll be a young bride. And if you turn around as a young bride, you'll be a young mother. And if you turn around as a young mother, you'll see your babies growing up. And as you turn around again, they will have left the nest and you will be in a different season of your life. Celebrate the season you're in. 
Bryn talked in episode one about the, a season when I, we, um, did not have the financial means to, to give what we wanted to her and to all of her siblings, um, because there were quite a few of them and that was a totally different stretching dynamic than I was used to and didn't have the resources to do it. But my dad was in a season where he had the means and joyfully was able to give, celebrate the season you were in. And one of the biggest lessons of Christmas is let earth receive her king. We need to joyfully receive from others when they give to us, whether it's their time, their love, their energy, their listening ear, a shoulder to cry on. We need to joyfully and graciously receive. Back to sticking to our healthy habits. Don't stay up too late. Go to bed at the same time. Put your kids to bed at the same time because nothing is more stressful for you than cute little kids hopped up on sugar and not enough sleep. That is a recipe for not happy mom, right? So do that for eat. Try, I mean, definitely enjoy your crumble cookie for breakfast, but I'm also guessing, Bryn, you got your workout in today. Yes, I did. And I drank water first before I had my crumble cookie. <laughs> there you go. And I got mine right here. So yes, yeah, drink your water. And that's one of my, my acronyms for, um, for teaching and for coaching is the word is the word sweet S W E E T S W S stands for sleep, get enough sleep. And you need to figure out for you what enough sleep is. There's a great new app that I was, it's not new. It was, it's new to me that I was recently introduced to, and it's called sleep cycle. And it's not a free app, but it's very worth the money. You, you basically turn it on right before you go to sleep. You turn, you put your phone next to your bed. You don't have to wear anything. Cause I don't wear my Apple watch when I go to bed. I can't think of anything less restful than knowing my sleep is being measured in that way. Um, but it will measure how um, how much you tossed and turned. Um, it, it will measure the quality of your sleep. And for our competitive friends out there, it will give you a score. And so you can you can try to beat your quality sleep score. And that'd be a great investment in yourself during this holiday season is to uh, is to invest in you getting enough sleep. There have been so many studies on this that our brains work 31% better when we've had enough sleep, whether you are a working mom or an at-home mom. I, I can't think of anything I need to work better in my life than my brain. So <laughs> I just need that functioning. So S is for sleep. W is for water, making sure you are drinking plenty of water. And I know there are lots of other yummy things to drink in the world and lots of other yummy things to drink at holiday time. But a lot of those things deplete your, um, your actual resources in your bones and your, um, in your immune system. And so actually water, water everywhere, but not a drop to drink. So we want lots and lots of actual water uh, to drink and consume. And I know you're good. A, a lot of people tell me, I just don't want to have to get up and pee. Um, well, that's what we need to do. We need to flush out the toxins and improve our immune systems, especially right now. And it'll help you get more steps in every time you get up to pee. So. Yes, get more steps in. I love it. I love it. I love it. E, E is for eat healthy food that nourishes you. And so just be intentional with what you eat this time of year. Um, and yes, you can enjoy treats, but don't make it 
yes, have one crumble cookie, not the entire box. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially if it's a box of 12, because that will make you not feel well. And then we're grumpy and then we don't sleep well and all the things, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. E is for exercise. Make sure you move your body, get your sweat on. It just feels good to, to move, um, and to exercise. And I know Bryn's talked to you a lot about that. So we won't go into that a whole lot more. The T in sweet is for take a break and especially take a break from your technology. Put all of your technology away and just be very, very present with your family and with yourself. And and T is also for time out. Put yourself in time out. Brynn has talked in previous episodes of feeling like she was losing it, like she was um, uncharacteristically snappy. Um, and um, that note, when you sense an, um, a rising frustration in yourself and you feel like Mount Vesuvius and you're going to explode, um, just, yeah, just put yourself in timeout and telling your kids, mommy's putting herself in timeout for a minute. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. And what a beautiful, valuable lesson you're teaching your children that it's okay to recognize when things are boiling up and to put yourself in timeout until you can feel better. Yeah, and a nap. Verbiage too. I like that verbiage because my kids know like they go to timeout when they do something naughty. So I like that verbiage of, yep, I'm putting myself in timeout because I'm not being very nice right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. Absolutely. And a lot of, a lot of us feel like timeout is a, a, has just negative connotations. I remember as a kid having to go put my nose in a corner and that was about the most humiliating, horrible thing. I would have rather had any other punishment on earth rather than having to put my nose in a corner. And I mean, that was just horrifying to me. And so creating new, new energy, new language, new verbiage around timeout, timeout, we Everybody, including mom, needs a timeout sometimes, and that's okay. So yes, yes, yes. Remembering to put your own oxygen mask on first. Number four is creating traditions. Creating traditions, building on those you loved growing up and creating new ones. So I interviewed Bryn's sisters um, about this, but I want to hear from Bryn. Yeah, and I did warn her about this, so I'm not putting her on the spot. But I want—I'd I'd love for your listeners to be able to hear what are the traditions you remember growing up, and then what traditions are you implementing for your own children? Ugh, I mean, I honestly—I'm a quality time person. My love language is words of affirmation and quality time, uh-huh. and um, so. Honestly, the traditions that stand out the most to me are just the simple things. Like I loved every Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving, making time to watch Miracle on 34th Street. Yes! <laughs> I haven't watched it yet today, but I will watch it before the day is over. Yes! Um, that is something I've continued and I love it. And um, watching a Christmas movie on Christmas Eve every night and getting a Christmas pajama Um with with family and my mom would always give us a family game and a family movie every Christmas Eve and I am a gamer I love playing board games and some of my favorite memories are just playing wacky six forever on Christmas Eve and 
there was one Christmas Eve where me and my siblings, we all stayed up. I don't even think we slept. And if we did, it was very, very minimal, <laughs> but we were down in the basement and just played saboteur <laughs> with my stepbrother and my sisters for hours and hours. And I loved just even decorating the Christmas tree together and um, my mom always asked me to help her wrap the presents and I loved helping my mom wrap presents. And, um, I don't know, for me, my favorite traditions were just those little simple moments that just happened every year that just created memories and quality time. So I love that. So, oh, there's so much to unpack there. That's so beautiful. Knowing your own love language is absolutely essential and knowing how you are personally fueled and then learning the love language of your significant other and your children um, so that you can fuel their love language. That's how you're best going to, to fuel them. We, we assume um, I, I love the word assume. I actually have a, a donkey that I use. If we were doing this visually, I would show you my donkey. I use when I'm teaching real estate law and contracts and compliance. What happens when we assume we make a donkey out of you and me? It's not good, right? <laughs> we assume that it's all about the gifts. And so for Bryn, it was, she didn't, you notice when I just asked her that question, she didn't say anything about any gift ever. Um, and quality time. So one of my most memorable gifts that I gave my children as adults was two Christmases ago. Oh, I, gave, is- I gave each of my daughters um, a little bag, like a dollar store bag that um, with tissue in it. And I said, three, five, four, three, two, one. And I had them all open it at the same time. And in it was a, a picture of the Backstreet Boys um, telling them we're, we are going to a concert together in Las Vegas in April. And the screaming, that, I mean, it was the, they were screaming. They were waking up sleeping babies, scaring their husbands. I mean, they were like, what is happening right now? And they were just screaming and they were so happy. And so we created an event, a memorable experience, which as a mother now, I would much rather have memories and experiences with my children than any other stuff that, that you know, so yeah, and if you're looking for a great, was the best. that concert was the best and hearing Bryn say that was the best day of my whole life going, yes, <laughs> as a quality time, I was like quality time myself words of affirmation myself. I was like, I did it. Yay. And and the best thing they gave me for Christmas last year, um, our mom friends who are listening to this, if you're looking for a great gift for a parent or a grandparent, especially this year where you may not be able to get together in person, my children gave me one of the best gifts they've ever given me. And it was called a skylight frame. S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T frame. And you, and it showed up in my Facebook feed and my, one of my daughters asked me, what do you want for Christmas? And I said, I really want this frame. It's a, it's a digital frame that um, everybody can be given the email address and can send photos um, all year long to this frame. And Bryn is amazing at it. She did it for Mother's Day, sent pictures of the kids. And so I walk into my kitchen where it's playing 24 seven and I've got brand new pictures and it's like this glorious, joyful surprise all all year long so yeah and if you're like thinking uh I don't know if I could give that to my mom or dad or grandparent because they are not tech savvy that's the beautiful part 
we actually, my dad is in a nursing home and we gave one to my dad during all this COVID stuff because he couldn't see anybody or have any physical contact or connection. My dad is literally the most untech savvy person in the world. And he, the, the CNAs at his nursing home, whatever helped him set it up. And all we do is email the pictures and it just automatically magically shows up. And he, he comments about it every single time. I don't know how this magical thing works, but I love it. And anyways, so even if your people are not tech savvy, it is seriously a good gift. It is a beautiful gift. And yeah, I consider myself to be a a PhD in technology, which stands for press here dummy. And it is PhD approved for, and, and the beautiful thing about it from a tradition standpoint is you get to relive those traditions over and over and over again, as you grab your phone, take a picture of the event, and then you all get to see it. Um, I did, I'm uh, as an, a real estate educator, I study um, how we learn, how children learn, but more importantly for me, how adults learn. Um, how children learn was Bryn's area of expertise, um, going, get, getting her degree in early childhood education. And we, your brain lights up and, and secretes all the joyful, happy hormones every time you see a picture of things you love. And so I can't think of a time in history that I've been alive, certainly, where we need to surround ourselves with more reminders of our joy that we've had in the past, um, things that we, yes, things that we want and hope for in the future, but joyful, wonderful memories um, is a great way for us to just feel joy in the season. Um, and taking pictures of everybody in their matching pajamas um, and the, the the movies. And one of my favorite childhood memories had nothing to do with gifts. Um, talk about aging myself. Um, once upon a time, believe it or not, um, Frosty the Snowman and Charlie Brown Christmas and the Grinch and all of those things were not available at our whim and beck and call, we we would get the schedule. We had something called the TV guide and it would come out and like right around this time of year with the schedule of when all those things were gonna be played and they played once. They played once and we would build our whole season around when each of those things would play so that because I loved all of them and it's a huge part of my joy, even as a grandparent now to, to rewatch and relive those beautiful memories and Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph and, and all of it. I, I, yeah, Charlie Brown Christmas is like forever, right? Mm-hmm. One thing Bryn didn't mention that I loved was from the time her um, older sister, Ashley, she's three and a half years older than Bryn. We, we did two things every year um, for the kids. One was that I started buying books. Bryn's dad was in college for about 3000 years. So we were poor for a long time and college (laughs) students for a really long time. Um, And so, but one thing I could do was I could buy a really fun children's book every year. And so by the time um, Ashley was 18, we had 18 books and that we just kept going. And so we would wrap them and put them under the tree. And every night for as many days as we had books, um, we would 
open them and we'd number them and it was really fun. And every night we would spend a few minutes reading those ending with the night before Christmas. So, which is still a tradition today. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And then we bought each child an ornament every year. That was a big deal for me was to find an ornament that was, um, that reminded me of something they did or accomplished or something we experienced together as a family that year. And then when they were 18 years old, they had 18 ornaments to take and remember their, their whole childhood, which makes me super, super happy. Mm -hmm. So, and the food, we haven't talked about the food, creating mm -hmm. memories around fabulous food. And it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be filet mignon. I don't think they'll, they don't like that when they're little anyway. So yeah, just creating really fun food. Um, Bryn's youngest sister, Laurel, her favorite food memory was something I made every year called the night before Christmas omelet. Oh, yeah. And we would make it together and we'd bake it Christmas morning while we were unwrapping presents and then it's done, which makes life easy and wonderful for you. Don't slave away in the kitchen on holidays. That's a lesson I'm still learning. I finally figured that out yesterday and I actually played games on Thanksgiving. It was a miracle. So yeah, just finding really beautiful, wonderful traditions. A couple of years ago, we started going to the living nativity, which yeah. was really beautiful. And I don't think they're doing that this year, but find things you can do that are not reliant or dependent on anybody else and whether or not they're doing the thing this year. Um, and create your own traditions, T tapping into the magic of the traditions that you remember growing up. I remember a lot of the same things that Bryn did about decorating the tree um, with my dad. That was a big deal. It was always the second Saturday in December because we always had a live tree and we didn't w w growing up in California and we, we had the heat on a lot, believe it or not in California. <laughs> We were, as my dad would describe us, we were namby-pamby Californians and we didn't like anything cold. And so that dries out a Christmas tree. Nothing's more fun than having a fire hazard in your living room. So yeah, we, <laughs> he, he didn't want us to have it too long, but the music, surround yourself with the music of Christmas. It doesn't cost anything to turn on Spotify or Apple music or a CD or something that just fills your heart and your home with joyful happiness. And there's so much beautiful Christmas music to enjoy. Um, and that's a huge, huge memory that I have um, personally around music. Okay. Yes. All right. Number five, another huge tradition is finding ways to serve others. Finding ways to serve others, whether that is, uh, and it the biggest lie I think in the world is that it has to cost a lot of money. Um, but we found ways to serve others even when we were um, without tremendous means ourselves. Uh, remembering that the number one human need that people have is the need for love and connection. Mm -hmm. And there is more need for love and connection this year than ever before as people feel so lonely, so disconnected from each other. Um, find ways to, to lovingly give and serve of your time. Remembering your time is your most valuable asset. Um, yeah, turn off Netflix and, and go find somebody to, to serve and love, whether it's delivering food to a homeless shelter, um, which we did one year. We made 65 um, bagged lunches for the homeless one year and delivered them um, and wind up pulling things out of our car to, to, to give to, to the, those homeless friends that it would just 
broke our hearts to see people on Christmas Eve in that state, finding blankets that we could that we could give to people, find ways to, to show love and to give to others, R recognizing right now, listening, it might be the very best gift that you could give anybody, allowing someone to just listen, not to fix, but listen to love and, and not to judge and just, and just listen and witness. This is a skill I've recently been taught um, and witnessing what you see um, I witness, and even if it's not necessarily positive, I witness pain, I witness loneliness, I witness sorrow and sadness and regret. People want desperately to be seen um, and just seeing another human, especially right now is a beautiful way to, to show and love and always and remembering it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Number six is connected right to that, no pun intended, is finding ways to connect. Um, Zoom is a great way to connect with people um, who can't typically get out or see you. Um, and so yesterday, my aunt's family, I, I can't believe it, she's such a rock star. Um, it, she's, she's my inspiration. She is, I believe, 93 now, 94, still living. And she obviously a little bit vulnerable because of the pandemic and can't get out. And so uh, my cousin set up a Zoom for the whole family. And I have not seen some of these people in decades. And, and so what a beautiful thing, just be creative about, I mean, you can use Zoom to connect with people overseas and connect people that haven't seen each other in many, many years. Beautiful. Number I seven. Wanna, I wanna oh. interject real quick. Yes. Um, one of my favorite pandemic memories is um, we did a, we played Yahtzee on Zoom <laughs> and with my family one Sunday. And I totally think there is, sometimes it's so simple that we just don't even think about it, but just taking the time, like she was saying to, to figure out games that you can play over Zoom and, and play them and, and Blake's roommates, we've jumped on Zoom a couple of times and done uh, the game code names. It's like we found a virtual website where you can play code names all virtually. And we've played, found all these virtual games and they live in many states across the U.S. And we've, we've played games that way. And um, it's been really fun. I love that. I, so yeah, you can Google that. Google games you can play over Zoom and you're going to get all kinds of things. Make sure they're family friendly. We'll just leave that there. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That, that's beautiful. That's so great. All right. Just throwing a few more in there. Um, number seven is connecting to gratitude every single day, creating an attitude of gratitude, not just during the holidays, not just in November or December, but creating that attitude of gratitude gratitude for yourself and for your children, helping them to, to journal it, write it down, color pictures of, of things they're grateful for. And I think we're, I, I personally can, uh, can um, bear witness to the fact that I have never expressed gratitude for toilet paper uh, prior to this year. So that's a whole new thing, right? Finding things to be grateful for and having our kids be creative about finding things to be grateful for that we otherwise maybe took for granted. 
prior to this year. Um, and, and that's a beautiful, if you teach your children a habit of gratitude, that will, that will serve, pay rich dividends for you and for them for their entire lives. Number eight is to communicate. As moms, sometimes we want to do it all and thinking that there is some kind of a badge or a trophy or a medal for being Wonder Woman. That is not the case. I hate to break it to you. Um, and so communicating your wants, your needs, your expectations for everything from travel, staying with family, having people stay with you, um, traditions that you have done for years. And you're like, why are we still doing this? Nobody likes this. Um, whatever it is, just having open, honest dialogue with, with your, especially with your significant other about what makes Christmas magical for them. Um, and what, what magical things do they remember about growing up that you can create it for your own children in your own family? Please don't buy your own Christmas gifts or stuff your own stocking. Um, yeah, that, that will, nothing will create disappointment for you faster than doing that. And I have done that. I did that for many years. You so, did do it for many years. So tell other people what you want instead of just buy it for yourself. <laughs> amen. And the reason I stopped doing that because my kids were like, that is stupid. Don't do that. And she would wrap her own gift. And oh, <laughs> I already know what this is. This is from me. And we're like, excuse me, you gave us zero ideas and yet you bought 20 things for yourself self don't do that friends don't do, please learn if you take nothing else away from this entire podcast don't buy your own gifts yes you'll know what they are but it takes away the joy and the surprise for you and my kids my especially when they were young um young teenagers and even earlier when they started earning their own money and the the things the thoughtful gifts that they bought for me blew me away and as they've gotten older it's just it is magical so yeah communicate what the what you actually want and what will bring your heart joy and you your family will surprise you but you must create space and allow them like going back to receiving you've got to be able to receive yourself number nine we do a whole one on this one commit to being present. Mm -hmm. My friend, Neen James, she wrote a book and she um, is not a mother herself, but she is an aunt. And she, in, in one of her books, she talks about being with her nephew. And we've all done it. Sadly, I've done it way more times than I care to admit. Um, her little nephew, five-year-old nephew came in and was telling her something very exciting. Remember when small children are telling you something, it's their whole world. They are so excited to tell you the thing and we need to listen to the thing, whatever it is. And so she was distracted and she was typing and mm -hmm, mm -hmm, wow, that's amazing. And he grabbed her face and he, <laughs> Bryn can see me doing this, but yeah, just picture this. He grabbed her face and looked her straight in the nose to nose. And he said, Aunt Neen, listen with your eyes. Oh. And I thought, Wow. We have to listen with our eyes. We've got to put down whatever we're doing for a minute. It doesn't have to take forever. It's not, there is no race to the finish line at the end of every day. There's no prize for getting dinner on the table at six o'clock every night. Just take a minute, one minute and listen with your eyes and really connect with your cute, cute people when they're trying to talk to you because it now is the time for them to know that you will listen 
when they want to tell you about the thing, because when they get older, the thing is going to be difficult and hard for them to talk about. And if you've laid the track for that, that train, that conversation train, um, it will be much easier for them to have hard conversations with you about one of their friends that has an eating disorder or a friend who's talking about committing suicide. You've got to lay the foundation for that right now today, um, allowing your children to know they can come to you and that you're never too busy to listen to them. Mike, breaking drop on that. And I know like just keeping it real, even me, I studied early childhood education. I know how important that is. And I still find myself not listening with my eyes. So like mamas, like you heard that. I bet we can all think like, oh crap, I'm not doing very good at that. So Grace, Mama Grace, right? Admit that you could do better and give yourself grace. Forgive yourself for the past. Do not shouldest all over yourself, right? Mm. And, but we can commit to listen to with our eyes from here on out. I freaking love that. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. And it's something we can all do with our children, with our significant other, with our family, friends. I mean, it's a gift that we can give everyone is to be present and not to fix. Don't listen to fix, but listen just to listen. And um, it's a negotiation tactic, um, but it works in conversation um, is to repeat the last three words that the person said, because that shows that you're listening and it forces you to listen at a different level. When they trail off and stop talking, um, if you repeat the last three words, it will put them back on track and it will, it is a, it's an actual neurological fact. It's an invitation to the brain for them to go deeper with what they were telling you. So it's really cool. 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 The best gift of Christmas is your presence. There you go. (laughs) Number 10, remember who you are doing all of this for. As you are cooking, as you are cleaning, as you are hosting, as you are buying gifts, wrapping gifts, please take a moment. I keep reminders all around me um, and I, Bryn can see these and I wish I could show them to you. I collect marble hearts. This is something that I've started or different rocks um, and made of different materials. I've got three of them sitting right here. I've got rose quartz and I've got some onyx something or other. Um, and some of them are big and some of them are heavy and I keep them in my little studio where I do a lot of my work in teaching, um, other, other people to connect with my heart and just remember who you're doing all of this for. Um, connect as you are doing laundry and cleaning toilets. Remember you are doing this for your beloved family members and it, it totally changes our attitude and our approach to the task. Just marinate in the love that you have for that person. And a skill that I have just recently been introduced to is, and this requires tremendous lack of distraction and focus, but connecting with the place in your heart for each of your family members and figuring out where that space is and then assigning a color to it. And that's a powerful exercise and it's not easy, but it's a beautiful, powerful exercise and something that I've really enjoyed. And if there's someone in your life or in your heart that's causing you pain, you, you open the gates 
in your heart and allow the tremendous love that you have for one person to spill over into the difficult relationship, mixing and blending like those beautiful sand toys that we played with when I was a kid, where you'd move the blue and the white sand and everything just beautifully in our mixes. It changes the way you feel about people. If you allow the beautiful, perfect love that you have for one person to mix with a painful relationship in your heart for another, and it even allows forgiveness, which is the ultimate gift. Forgive yourself for past failings, mistakes, and flaws, and forgive everyone around you. I mean, that's the whole beautiful message of this beautiful podcast is giving yourself more grace, right? And forgive that starts with forgiving yourself for and celebrating your mistakes and what we learn from that so that we can move forward. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, ask for help if you need it. And the best, it, please don't allow yourself to get to the point where it takes you as long to learn this lesson as it took me. Um, a very good friend sat me down when my oldest daughter, Ashley, was getting married. And she said, I'm going to give you one piece of advice and I want you to follow it. I don't want you to turn a single solitary person down. If they ask you what they can do to help, you come up with something. Um, I would love it if you'd make a dozen cupcakes. I would love it if you would go pick up the balloons. Invent something. If people are asking to help you, they may have an abundance of time and you can joyfully allow them to give if you will joyfully receive. So when people offer to help you, stop saying, oh, I'm good. I got this. No, thank you. Find something they can do, whether it's, you know what? I'd love it if you'd fold my socks. I hate matching socks. So if you'd, if you'd like to come over and what, read and fold my socks while I read to my kids, find ways to allow people to serve you and just joyfully receive. Celebrating the season that you're in for sure. Last thing I want to say, above our dining room table, in our house, we moved into this house the day before Thanksgiving, 17 years ago. And for most of those years, we've had a vinyl saying above our dining room table in really big font that says, the best things in life aren't things. And we put that there, not for them, but for me to remember um, that the best things in life are not things that are gonna wind up in the landfill at some point, the best things in life are the joyful, wonderful memories that you create with your family. It's what you will treasure the most when your babies grow up and leave the house and you don't get to see them as often as you'd like to. It's the things they will treasure the most when they grow up and they start families of their own. The best things in life truly are not things. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love you. You're amazing. I love you. You're amazing. And uh, that my biggest contribution isn't something I've ever done. It's in someone I raised right here. So holy cow. So proud of you. Wow, I freaking love you. <laughs> uh, you guys. Okay. So she prepared seven don'ts, but we're going to have a follow-up episode next week. She'll come back. She'll talk to us about the seven things we don't want to do during the holidays. And that will be so super fabulous. So 
I hope I took notes. <laughs> I, I've got two and a half pages of notes and I've got like stars and asterisks and remember that. And oh my gosh, because I totally get caught up in, in the things sometimes. And we all do. We get caught up in the thick of thin things yes. and don't do that. Yes. Yep. Remember the people matter most, the memories matter most. And I was actually chatting with a friend yesterday um, that we had Thanksgiving with and she she has two adult children now and um this was blake's babysitter growing up and it just really put into perspective like holy cazoli blake and i just celebrated our nine year anniversary we've known each other for 10 years and these kids her three kids they were eight five and 10 when we met them and now they're 20 and 18 and almost 16 and i'm like what in the actual heck? Like I have literally watched your children grow up and the last 10 years have gone by so fast. And we were just chatting about like, oh yeah, like I remember when my kids were your kids age and, and we were just chatting about what would you do differently? And she was like, she's told me that she and her husband talk all the time. Like if we could go back and do it again. And I, I stopped her. I was like, okay, tell me like, what would you do if you could go back and do things differently? And she was like, I mean, to be honest, I would have invested our money instead of sports and sports and sports and sports and things and things and dance and whatever, and all the busyness and okay, you got to be home for this and home for that and practice and and whatever I would invest in a camp trailer and we would have gone camping a lot more. And, mm. and I think that, I mean, that was her, right. That's, that's what she values. That's what she wants. But I love exactly like my mom shared that the, one of the best gifts she's ever given us was a memory. And for the last two, uh, not two years in a row, but my mom's 50th birthday and her 52nd birthday, the gift that she gave us for her birthday was the gift of a Disneyland trip. And I know like, going there. I referenced this in, in my podcast about how I got to spend time with my Ellie girl when she was just tiny, tiny. And like, seriously, if you can, instead of being so caught up in the buying of the gifts, create those memories, how many fun things can we do together? Uh -huh. And I know Blake and I have been able to chat about one tradition we want to start this year. And I forgot to say this, one of my favorite traditions, we would wrap a all our Christmas books. And every year we would unwrap one every night to read together as a family. And I loved that. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And I, I do that with my kids. I'm actually planning to wrap all the books today. Um, I know, but, um, we have, Oh, I don't even know, probably like 15 nativities. And one thing we're going to do this year is we're going to wrap all the nativities and every night we're going to unwrap a new one and then go find a special place in our house to, huh. to go put it up somewhere and have that conversation every night for 15 nights or whatever about, about the nativity and about who was there and, and just really bringing it back to Christ. Oh, I so love that. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I've never, we've never done it before, so we'll see how it goes, but yeah, I think sometimes just that quality time and those memories and all the things like creating those traditions, finding ways to connect, you know, remembering who you're doing this for, all the tips, all the things, just yes, all the yes. So 
Thank you, mom. You're amazing. Thank you. You're amazing. Thank you for having me today. And yeah, I love all of you listeners of Bryn's amazing podcast. And remember to give yourself grace. Amen. Amen. All right, my friends. And we will chat with my mom again next week and we'll see you then. Bye. All right, you guys, that's it. Thank you for sticking around. If this message spoke to you today, please feel free to share it with someone you love. It would mean the world to me if you would leave this podcast a quick review from wherever you're listening from so that other mamas can find it too. Be sure to find me on Instagram so that we can be friends in real life. You can find me at Bryn Wise. Thank you for making the choice to become a mom. Thank you for loving your kids. Remember that you are doing better than you think you are. Remember to lean on your village. Remember the biggest contribution you make in this world might not be something you do, but someone you raise. And always remember to give yourself grace.